Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. All right. Fourth down in the Steel City. Uh, Crowley, he's sick. My man, Greg Finley, who is generally our producer, he joins right now. Hello, Greg. What, what are you into? Hey, Colin. And what a football game yesterday, huh? We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, uh, what do you think is topic A from this football game? Well, it should be that they won, but it's absolutely not. It's definitely about the nonsense that went on between Deontay Johnson and Marcus Allen in that football game. Yeah, I don't, I'm not too worried about Deontay Johnson, to be frank with you. It's in the throes of the football game. It's, you see that all the time. Like, you see taunting, if you will. And is, should it be acceptable? No. Should it be accepted? No. But Deontay Johnson also was the best player in the football field. Not to excuse it away, but it pretty much falls in line. In the modern-day NFL, it falls in line the ability you have to be a knucklehead with the ability you have. Um, so for what Deontay Johnson did, I'm not necessarily all that bothered. Um, but, you know, both fall into a bigger category of Mike Tomlin, excuse me, which we'll get into. Uh, what Marcus Allen did, I don't think I've seen many times, if at all, on a football field. And I've especially not seen it from a down-the-liner guy who's essentially a scrub. And I've definitely not seen it where after a down-the-liner guy who's essentially a scrub goes in another team's huddle, the coach says, just keep on trucking. That's 
problematic. On fourth and 27, you let something like that happen. I mean, that's just – I've never seen something that bad before. Like Cam gets a sack. It's fourth and 27. All you have to do is leave the field and let them punt the ball. And for some reason, he went into Carolina's huddle and just started taunting them and handed them a 15-yard penalty, and they got a new drive out of it. I mean, that is the most boneheaded move I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it didn't make much sense. I think, though, in looking at this, you know, it's really emblematic of something bigger, and it's Mike Tomlin's inability to make tough decisions. It's Mike Tomlin's inability, uh, and it's why some people celebrate him, Mike. but it's Mike Tomlin's uh, inability to be tough and stern with his football team. I don't get whenever people are going to finally, if you haven't already, tie these two things together. The lack of success in the past 12 years with the playoffs has been problematic. You might or might not draw a direct link, but until they win, I'm going to say it's a problem. You know, this is a team that has three playoff wins in the past 12 years. It'd be one thing if people acted crazy. Antonio Brown did. Juju Smith-Schuster did, people thought. Um, There were all kinds of different instances where they thought this team was a little bit too loose, especially in the locker room and especially with some of the antics that they had. Well, I'm going to go ahead and think that Mike Tomlin isn't stern enough until the results show that they're good. Until they are good, then I'm going to think it's a symptom. And that's fine to think, for me at least. I mean, we had problems with Claypool that they had to trade him away because he was a problem. Deontay Johnson, he gets that penalty. Okay, fine. It was the heat of the moment. But then he tried to run his mouth again later on, and Tomlin legitimately grabbed him and had to pull him aside. And he's like, look, you already got flagged for doing this once. We don't need you to get flagged again for doing this. And Deontay played a great game. We shouldn't even be talking about what he, what his problems were yesterday. But – It takes over the game whenever you do stupid stuff like that. I get it. It's the heat of the moment. You're excited. You got a first down in a huge, crucial part of the game. But you can't be doing that stuff whenever you're a 5-8 and football team. And, okay, now you're 6-8 and because you got that win yesterday. But you can't be doing that stuff until the culture changes. If you're Philadelphia and you're 12-1, and Colin, I'm okay with that because you're winning football games. But the Steelers aren't doing that right now, and yet they're still acting like – they can do whatever they want and have no consequences. And it's, I'm tired of it. Part of it, too, that irks, not irks me. I just, it's, it's high comedy at this point, is the general mass number of the fan base who thinks there's nothing wrong with this, who thinks those two things are independent, who don't understand the intertwining of, or when some people like me try to intertwine the two, or just the general acceptance of it even worse. Where people are like, oh, that's fine. It's guys having fun. Well, it's guys having fun when you're winning. I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. But when you suck, which the Steelers do, which the Steelers have, which the Steelers can't find a way to find a playoff victory, then I'm going to think it's problematic. I, I can't believe, and this is like old man get off my lawn stuff. I can't believe the general acceptance by so many people who are 35 and younger of pure nonsense on the football field and think it doesn't have an impact on focus or winning or doing the right or doing something that thrusts you towards victory. I can't understand that. I don't get it. And people say, here's another one you catch on social media. 
All teams have problems. Like All teams do things like that. Show me video in instances. I challenge anybody of somebody on another football team going into the other team's huddle and getting a 15-yard penalty at a quarter break when they walked across the field onto their sideline. If it happens all the time, show me or cite instances of somebody walking onto another team's sideline because I'd love to see it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only one that comes to mind, Colin, is whatever that former Steeler for Chicago did it in that Monday night football game, but he was just an idiot. I can't remember who it was. Remember who I'm talking about? Yeah. He did like the, the jump front kick in front of the sideline, got a 15 yard penalty for it. Like, but that again is a bad football team. Like the, the winning culture in the NFL, you don't see Patrick Mahomes in Kansas city doing stuff like that. They don't go over to another team's huddle and run their mouths. And again, I bring up Philadelphia. All they do is beat their opponent to the ground, but they don't have to run their mouths in the process of doing it and take stupid penalties. Is Deontay Johnson back? I think that's another topic we need to hit. Uh, 10 targets, 10 catches. He was spectacular yesterday. Part of me says, wow, that was wonderful. The other part is, why are we waiting until mid to late December for that output? Well, it helps, too, that they played Carolina, who's just not a very good football team. But right. Deontay was able to get open as much as he possibly could, and Trubisky was finding him. I mean, Tr Mitch didn't make mistakes yesterday. That's the one thing that I took away. Last week against Baltimore, he made three of them. This time, he didn't force passes. He was able to find the open guy. And Deontay Johnson, when they needed him to make a play, Colin, in that fourth quarter on the final drive before – Carolina got the ball back one last time. Deontay was the one that made the play on third down both times to extend the drive. I thought he was fantastic. I'll be honest with you. Our colleague Joe Starkey had the tweet that said, be honest, we all thought Deontay was going to start running backwards whenever he hit that spin move because he's done it so many times to us that we expect him to do it again. But he got his head right after that penalty, and he was able to put together one of his best games I've ever seen. Yeah, I thought he was the best player on the football field. And that's Cam Hayward included, who I thought Cam Hayward was spectacular yesterday. But I do think Deontay Johnson was the best player on the football field yesterday and gave them an element that Carolina just couldn't handle. Um, a question when we come back in just a moment about Mitch Trubisky. But first, imagine being a Carolina fan and seeing, and it's my understanding and talking to a couple people who I know that live down there, this wasn't the first time their stadium was overtaken this year. It was overtaken by other fans. That's that's a sad state of affairs in that place. They haven't they haven't had a fan base probably since what Cam in his prime. I mean right. they're just they're just a bad franchise that and Steelers fans travel all the time. I get that, but if this isn't the first instance where this has happened, that's a bigger problem than what Carolina already has. That game was bigger for them than it was for the Steelers, and their fan base didn't show up. If they win that game yesterday, Tampa Bay lost. Carolina's in first place in that awful division, and they didn't even have a fan base to show for it. It's like the Tampa Bay Rays. Put together a good season, but nobody comes to your games. Carolina's not putting together a good season, but at least they were in the hunt at that time. Yeah, it was um, – they should be embarrassed. They really should. I don't know what the answer is. They try to get a new stadium. That's not going to happen. A uh, new facility and all that, but – that hiring Matt Rule, when a lot of people said that they probably shouldn't do it, he was a college mastermind, but it wasn't going to work in the pros, 
that wasn't a first guess from a lot of people, or wasn't a second guess from a lot of people, it was a first guess. A lot of people saw it straight away and said, this just isn't the guy. It's not going to be the guy. And then they get rid of McCaffrey. It's like, okay, why should we believe in this team if you're going to get rid of our best player? <laughs> While they're still in the playoff hunt. Exactly. You know, not good. Fourth down in the Steel City. I want to ask you a question about Mitch when we come back right here in just a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. on every game. Everything a Steelers fan can want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap. Greg Finley in Fourth Down in the Steel City. He's with me. I'm Colin Dunlap. Crowley, he's sick, not feeling all that well. So the producer steps in uh, one chair over and helps us out. All right. The numbers were very game manager-like right didn't average a ton of yards per pass didn't turn the ball over high completion percentage bang game manager that's what you do you're not the most important person on the offense you're just a person on the offense and i'm not saying that in a bad way but that's what mitch was yesterday in the steelers 24 16 victory against uh, carolina question because we always like these hypotheticals and these what ifs if mitch trubisky would have played like that all year would kenny pickett have played one down I'm going to go with no, because Trubisky was always the guy when they brought him in. I understand they wanted to, you know, they drafted Kenny Pickett and they said he's going to be the future. But the reason they brought Mitch in was because they thought he was going to be the guy for this season. You let Kenny develop for a year and then you get him ready for next year. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Mitch played so conservative at the beginning of the season and then he gets another shot at it when Kenny gets hurt. And he makes those mistakes against Baltimore. But the fact that they went back to him, I mean, I don't think Mason Rudolph was the right answer. I think you go back to Trubisky. That's why you brought him in, as I just mentioned. Yeah, if he doesn't make mistakes like he has been, if he didn't play so conservative, if he plays a game like he did yesterday and the run game was that effective, Trubisky plays every game this year. There's no doubt in my mind that that's what happens. Yeah, it's crazy the way that it all shook out. Now, the run game has advanced since the Jets game. It's gotten better since the bye week. The Steelers are 4-2 and two since the bye, and that's what it is. But Trubisky was taken out of that Jets game because the offense looked bad. He had one interception. He had a drop touchdown pass in that Jets game as well, uh, where he actually threw a very good ball in the back of the end zone. Uh, but all that said, if he would put together that assembly line, head down, no frills performance, 
that he put together yesterday and just be, they would have beat the teams they were supposed to. They probably would have lost the teams that they were supposed to lose to. And he would have been the quarterback all year. Yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind about that. It, it, I was very happy to see him put together. I mean, we've seen signs of greatness from him where, you know, he played well in the Ravens game minus three interceptions. They went down the field. You're thinking, hey, Trubisky, Trubisky, look at this guy. And then he makes those mistakes. And you're like, oh, come on, we can't be doing that. The Panther game, he didn't make those mistakes. And he showed very good signs of, hey, this guy's competent enough to be the backup quarterback when Kenny Pickett is hurt, and he can get us a win against a team that, hey, they should be able to beat. And it also helps too, Colin, this second half of the schedule, you mentioned they're 4-2 and two after the bye. Thank goodness that they're where they are right now with the back half of the schedule because that front half was terrible. You play Buffalo, you play Philly, you play Miami. Those are all playoff teams. Now they're in this it, back half of the schedule. Baltimore's quarterback is hurt. They're in a very winnable situation where they could still finish above 500. Yeah, they won't make the playoffs, though. They just, they're not going to. No, uh, they, they could finish nine and eight, to but too many things need to happen. Um, is it locked in, nailed down that if Kenny Pickett is cleared that he plays? You know, did Mitch Trubisky do enough to keep the job, or is Kenny Pickett the guy? Is he the number one guy? Kenny Pickett's the guy. I would think, right? I kind of I kind of don't like think that it, you need to rush him though. Get him right. You don't need to rush him back from a concussion. He doesn't need to play against Vegas on Christmas Eve. And then you got two more games left if his head feels okay, if he feels right. All right, fine. He can play those final two division games, but I I see no reason to rush him back. See, I don't think there's any degrees of a concussion. Um with a knee injury, it might be one thing. With a foot injury, with an arm injury, it might be one thing. A concussion's either a red light or a green light for me. And if he's green lighted, he should play. Uh, if he's red lighted, then no. I mean, there's just there's no degrees of it. It's either a simple yes or a no. Um, but there's a lot here and a lot, I think, to discuss in so much as this. I haven't found anything out about the young players of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I don't know if – I, actually, I did find out one. One thing about some about one player. Um, Friar Muth has had kind of a, a pretty good year, but a stagnation of a year. We kind of know what he is. You know, he's the number one tight end. Is he great? Maybe. Uh, I think he's above average. I don't know how great he is. Um, Najee Harris has had too much of an up and down year to really muster any footing and rise in the pecking order. The biggest question has been and we'll get back to it, Kenny Pickett. What is he? He's a first-round grade, first-round pick, but is he going to be the quarterback of the future? I don't necessarily know if that answer is yes right now or even if we can answer it. The only thing I really found out about young players is that George Pickens should be a volume receiver. He should get the football more. They should throw to him 10, 12, at least targets a game, and he, should, he's, he can be one of the best five receivers in the AFC and maybe one of the best 10 receivers in the National Football League. And I think that that needs to happen. But this year, especially after Trubisky went out, well, even the whole year with these young players, it was supposed to be a proving ground. It was supposed to be sort of a test case. It was supposed to be a spring training of sorts for this team to find out what they were all about, moving into next year and subsequent years, whenever you really apply these young guys. And then, okay, we know what we have. I don't know what we found out. Other than George Pickens is really good. What did we find out? Pickens is really good, and yet they can't get on the ball enough, which me, which makes me 
realize that this offense isn't where it needs to be. I couldn't agree with you more. We have no idea if Kenny Pickett is actually the guy. We have no idea what Najee Harris really is because of the Liz Frank injury, because of other injuries that he's had where it's put him on the sidelines a couple of times. Friar Muth had zero targets yesterday. He didn't even get the ball once. I mean, the offense is still a giant problem to me. The, the offensive line is still a giant problem to me. Did they show signs of life yesterday? Fine. They played Carolina. But I couldn't agree with you more. This The young group of guys, we have no idea what they are. We know Pickens is a great playmaker, but they can't get him the ball enough. How many more times, Colin, does he have to go up and get one in coverage for you to think, throw the ball to this guy, no matter if he's covered or not, because he can go get it? Yeah, I haven't any idea. Going into if, if this season holds, if they play the next three games and they go two and one or one and two, which is the likely scenario, I don't think they'll go three and oh or oh and three, they'll go one and two or two and one. And we get on the other side of it, unless Kenny Pickett comes in and has three 300 yard games in a row with three, four touchdowns each and no uh interceptions, I don't know how it ends on anything but uh, eh, what was that kind of season? I mean, honestly, I, I. I wanted to – it was a 12-game tryout, essentially, to find out what Kenny Pickett is, what he's all about, and what the launching point is for the rest of his NFL career or year two and, and beyond. He, he has a lot of football left, I'm sure. But I just – there's a lot more questions than answers still, and I expected a lot more questions to be answered at this point. That was the whole point of – the rebuilding year, even though they don't want to call it that, but that's what happens when you draft a rookie quarterback. You want to see him develop. You want to see him grow. We've seen steps of that, but whenever you get a concussion and you're not able to play, we're not able to see what you can do. And again, they've played teams that they should blow out and they're not even able to put up that many points on offense, which makes me question, what is this offense? Again, Deontay's out targeting George Pickens, and Pickens is the best weapon on the field. He should get 10 targets a game, no questions asked. When we come back, I have a question for you. I have numbers. I kind of remember some of them in my head, but I have numbers in my head. I have thoughts in my head. I have a, some quantification in my brain, which is scary, about yesterday's game and more to the point, the offense. And it all points to positive. Yes, positives, really. But when you jumble them up in one big ball, do you then really get a long look at it and say, you know, maybe it turns into a negative. I'll tell you what that is coming up next here. Fourth down in the Steel City. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap. I'm Colin Dunlap. He's Greg Finley. He's normally the executive producer of this podcast, but Crowley's not feeling great. Finley's more than capable, so he's the co-host. How you feeling today, Greg? Good? 
Feeling good, man. Yeah, coming off a two-week vacation, I'm feeling refreshed. <laughs> what you do? Watch a lot. You watch so much football, huh? <laughs> of course I did, and I caught up on a lot of sleep. That's what yes. we do. <laughs> Great stuff. What's the What's the worst bowl game this year? I know. Is it the? Oh my is it goodness. The, is it? Has it already been played? Is it UAB and Miami? Is it? I think it was the game between Rice and. Uh, the, I don't even remember who they were playing. It was like the Music City Bowl. It was terrible. <laughs> you know what's interesting, though, is like people complain about the bowl games, and I always wonder who's the victim. People are like, there's too many bowl games. Well, okay, then don't watch. It's more stuff to bet on. More players get to prolong their season. More fans get to go to games. More communities get to have an event that potentially could bring in money to their community. Like, Who gets hurt by all these bowl games? Who's the victim? Uh nobody <laughs> it's, it's people that get angry because they have to watch bad football teams or players are opting out to better their careers and so people don't understand that that's how that works yeah i just i don't know i love it that there's more football on um all right a question uh let me think of some numbers off the top of my head i i got them in the ballpark uh three of three in the red zone uh, i think that's right with the pittsburgh steelers where i think they had about like 21 or 22 first downs they possessed the football for 31 minutes up against um carolina's not 31 minutes that's for sure they had a 21 play drive if i remember off the top of my head a 21 play drive again three of three in the red zone and trubisky what was trubisky um what was he 17 to 24 or something like that maybe something in that area um it's a pretty high of 22 17 to 22 okay so there it is one of them was a throwaway so pretty high numbers you know all looking offensively and Najee Harris had a pretty decent uh output not spectacular but decent and um they definitely outgained a team that averaged 1.9 yards on the ground <laughs> so everything I just said I think you'd agree to was a pretty at least independently in one game Pretty decent offensive numbers, right? Yes. Comparative to your opponent is what I'm trying to illustrate here. Here's the other shoe that's going to drop. The organization's going to look at that and say, Matt Canada's doing a good job. <laughs> and they are going to use it through that end of the prism and not really look at anything full form. Full form is, and they're four and two since the buy. They're going to look at this, this recent stretch as validation and reason to rehire, re-up Matt Canada and bring him back. And he's going to be in St. Vincent next year. And it's the worst thing that can happen to the uh, progression of the young talents. I'm telling you. I think you're going- on to something there. I mean, they're playing such bad teams, though. Like, they That I, won't it, be their thoughts. No, it won't be. They're going to look at it and go, hey, we put up 24 points against a team that's in the playoff hunt. Like, look at us. Uh, you bring up you bring up that drive, man. I'm watching that game. Like, did I zone out? Did Carolina get the ball and punt? No, the Steelers had the ball the entire third quarter. Everybody else had eight minutes left in the third quarter when I w- would turn back to red zone, and the Steelers were starting the fourth quarter already. That drive was insane what they put together. And, yeah, the Canada is probably thinking you know my job's safe look at that drive i just put together but no he he should not 
be coming back. If you look at what this entire season has looked like offensively, we've been talking about the struggles of putting up points. They put up 24 points yesterday against Carolina, but other games they put up three, they put up 16. That's not going to cut it in this league. So his job should not be safe, but I think you're absolutely right. They're going to find a way to go, hey, four and two after the bye week, offense is humming, he's safe. I liken it to this, and not an either political side of the aisle, just, just in totality. I see these things on social media all the time. Every, every day, pretty much, this tracker still. Man, this is as low as gas prices have been since whatever. Well, frick, I hope so, because last year at this time, they were $8 a gallon. You know, I hope they're coming down. And it's yes. the same thing with Matt Canada. It was so bad in the first five weeks of the season. The Steelers are going to put out a graphic or tell us, wow, look at the curve and the spike of the offensive production. Well, hell, I hope it got better because it was <laughs> so bad the first five games of the season. It had nowhere to go but up. Just like those gas prices had nowhere to go but down. That's going to be the mind game that's played with the fans. I'm feeling it already, Greg. So then what so then what did they come up with that Trubisky put up all those points? That I mean Kenny Pickett didn't do that. That was Mitch is, Trubisky. Is 24 points a lot against the Carolina Panthers? For this team it is, but no, it shouldn't be a lot against Carolina. No. I mean, they just won by scoring 16, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. Right. Um I still they haven't put up a okay. Watch the Kansas City game. Watch the uh, Dolphins game. Watch those other games around the NFL. And look, I'm not saying grinded out drives are bad things, but maybe it does show an inability to hit a big play. But it just looks like varsity and JV football in terms of strategy and in terms of electricity when yeah. you watch the Steelers. I agree. And again, it, it, the favorable second half of the schedule might save Matt Canada's job, which is really a shame if that is actually the case. Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, so there's that. Who's the best team in football? Is it Philly? I think it's Philadelphia. Offensively and defensively, they have no weaknesses. Jalen Hurts is just on one right now. He, he threw no touchdowns, but he ran for three. Like, <laughs> that, that's insane. Yeah, you know, the thing that's crazy to me, too, is Philly fans should be uh, – many a Philly fans should be banished from that stadium. They should also have their uh, fan card revoked, and they should not be permitted to watch the game. And I'll tell you right now why. Because the Sirianni fellas uh, and their dad are all really good coaches. Um, his brother at W&J, he's a fabulous coach. He'd been a great coach in Indianapolis and even before that, right? He had his introductory press conference in Philadelphia, and they clowned the guy. They absolutely clowned him. If you remember to the day that he was introduced uh, in Philadelphia. Talking, right? What's that? Didn't he have, like, trouble talking, giving up yeah, yeah, sentences? He just, he'd stuttered here and there and, and tripped over a couple words. And by and large, the, the Eagles fan base said, run this idiot out of town. Who the hell did we hire? Why did we get this clown? And they hammered him before he had one chance to coach a football game. Now he's a toast of the town. They love him. They can't get enough. 
to the biggest hypocrites in the history of the world. They never even saw him coach and were ready to run him off. Uh, so I actually feel really good for him that he's winning a bunch of games. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've turned that team around completely. Jalen Hurts went from, I don't know what this guy is last year, to could be the MVP of the league this year. And, yeah, you got to give the guy a chance. And they have really shocked the NFL world. I got a question for you real quick. Let's hear it. uh, So we had that crazy game on Saturday where the Vikings came all the way back against Indianapolis. Jeff Saturday lost the coach of the year candidate during that game, I believe. (laughs) Do you you think that they blew that game on purpose? Because they could have kicked a field goal and gone up 11, and instead he went for it on fourth and two and got stuffed. No, I don't think he knows the nuances of coaching a football game, and thus that happened. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. When they were up 30 to nothing at halftime or whatever, it was 30 to nothing at halftime, I think? Uh, 33 nothing. 33 nothing. If it holds and he ends up winning, say, 40 to 10, okay? Mm-hmm. Does he get re-upped for next year? Was he 30 minutes away from being the coach next year? No, there's no way. I don't know about that. You think you think they would have maybe brought him back? I think if he would have had a staggering, hammering, gigantic win in a – television window where there was no other game on and the whole country was watching and he beat the heck out of a good football team. I think he might have. Wow. Did you ever think he'd be the coach? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) What was, what was funny too, was how they were trying to point the picture of, Oh, Indianapolis could still make the playoffs. Like, come on. No, they can't. (laughs) I I think if he won that game and held on and they won it big, he might have been re-upped. That would have been insane. Yeah. Lastly, the Patriots-Raiders game. What was Jacoby Myers thinking? Um, You know, I fall in the minority here. Boneheaded play, one of the silliest, ridiculous plays that I've seen. Uh, zero IQ football play. But... If you subscribe to that, I'd rather say whoa and not sick them, which I do. That's actually one thing I do agree with with Mike Tomlin. I I don't hate a guy trying to make a play in the throes of the moment that's get it trying to trying to push his team to a win. I I it turned out terribly mm-hmm. as it turned out fatally actually for that football game. But I, you know, I just, I can see it. I could see where he was trying, like he said, he stood up to it. He was trying to do too much. But I, I don't look at it like he is, uh, he, he is, he's made to wear a scarlet letter forever. I was happy. I, I was impressed at how much he owned up to it when he was asked about it. I mean, he was hounded by reporters and he handled it like a pro. He's like, I was trying to make a play. I made a big mistake and he lives with it. And there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. I'd, I'd much like, and I drew a lot of heat on social media about this. I would take Jacoby Meyer on my team before Marcus Allen. <laughs> Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Not just because of talent level, but because of mentality. One guy tried to do something to better the team and failed miserably. 
one guy tried to do something to showcase himself and failed miserably. Yeah. Always, always think of the team first. I agree with that. That's a good, that's a good point. You know, Greg, you've been spectacular today. You're my guy. You're going to unseat uh, Crowley, I believe. Uh, <laughs> so there's that and make, start making the big bucks. Um, so uh, anyway, fourth down in the steel city. We appreciate it. I will catch up with you in the coming days. It's uh, we'll have a couple holiday versions here and there. Then we'll hit vacation and then bang before you know it. Um, unless the Steelers make the playoffs. It's, it's jumped. I think I read from Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post is that it's jumped from 0.2% to 0.3%, something like that. I filled up the ESPN playoff machine, and unless the Chargers lose out, they're not getting in. And the Chargers have the easiest final three games. Not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. Well, thank you, Greg. We will thank talk you, soon. Thank you, Colin. All righty.